Hey golfers, Jack Ebling here for Forest Acres Golf Courses and Golf MSU. Every player can benefit from the best in golf instruction. In mid-Michigan, that's always meant Forest Acres with its great team of PGA pros. Go to golfmsu.edu for help from the leaders in golf education and for some great fall tee times. with Jack, the Spotlight Radio Network. Jack Ebling here with my partner for the long drive all summer, spring and summer. Tom Lang, Mr. Michigan Golf Journal. Tom, how are you? Doing great. What a gorgeous day. Yeah, how about that? Pretty good golf weather. It's a little rain earlier, but it's nice now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was out picking up sweet corn before the... Really? Before this, yeah. Have you ever been to Reese's Farm out on Northwood Road? No. Best sweet corn in the country. Really? Oh, it's my family's been going for 50 years. Really? Yep. And I texted them all when I bought some, and they're all jealous. Well, I'm going to have to check that you out. You have to check it out. Reese's As you just can like tell by Reese's butter. I like sweet corn. So you. That's right. I can uh, make the most of that. Uh, we're going to have a very special guest in just a minute. But before that, where have you played in the last uh, two weeks? Have you oh, been too busy to play? You're going to make me think about it. <laughs> Since uh, you got um, back from Minnesota. Since I got back from Minnesota. Um, I know I have played. It's just uh, kind of a blank right now. <laughs> wow. Tom Lang plays so much golf, no, ladies no, and gentlemen, no. he can't even remember where You think I'm going to play golf. I'm going to play golf with a guy on Labor Day who's okay. traveling through the area. All right. His name is uh, Patrick Koenig. He's a photographer. He's hot on Twitter, that kind of thing. He's going to try and break a world record. To play 500 different golf courses in one year. What? 365 days, 500 golf courses. And he's going to be in Ohio uh, next week. Then he's coming to Michigan. He's going to play Detroit Golf Club, Fieldstone Golf Club, Copper Hills over in Detroit area. Then he's going to go up to the Loop, where we, who we talked with last week. The Loop Red and the Black and Forest Dunes. In two Is he counting that as two courses? Yep, because they are, and it's going to be in, th in two days. He's going to play those three courses. Then he's going to Kingsley Club, then Belvedere, which is phenomenal. And then I'm going to meet him at Stoughton Bray on Labor Day, and we're going to play together. And what's his name? Patrick Koenig. Is this a record? This must be a world record, huh? That's what he's going for. The, I guess the current record is uh, 449, and he wants to make it 500. It's amazing. It is. is. He's, he's got an RV and everything. He's driving around the country in it. He's not just going to break the record. He's going to give himself a 50-course cushion. A big cushion, for sure. So I'm yeah. looking forward to I don't know the guy at all, other than seeing posts on Twitter now and then. But the opportunity came along, and he'll be like 12 miles from my house, so we're going to join up and play, and I'm going to do a story about it. Wow. I wonder about his uh, his points for hotels and things. So what are you going to do? Is uh, live in a motorhome or something take it, it, it is him? a motorhome is it? yeah it's okay. specially outfitted and he's uh, driving it around for a year wow nice well we have a special guest that uh i'd like you to introduce from royal oak yeah is he he's on the line us? he is yeah. on the line okay andrew hendren uh, i've not met andrew either we've only talked on the phone but andrew recently received a national award he is uh evan scholar meaning he caddied in high school got an evan scholarship to attend michigan state and these scholarships are magnificent. It's full tuition, mm -hmm. fees, and housing. And so they live in the Evan Scholar house. 
it values at least $60,000 a year in valued scholarship for these kids. So, wow. Um, he won it's a, a beautiful nation. home, the Evans Scholar home it's on very cool. uh, Grand River. Right on Grand River. That's right. And uh, Andrew was voted Evans Scholar of the Year in 2023. So it's a national award. And he just last week started at Indiana University. He's going to study law. How's it going, Andrew? Pretty good. How about you, Jack and Tom? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Doing fine. I saw a photo of you, and I think you were with uh, another Evans scholar named Michelle. Uh, she's from Washington. Uh, what was that? Were you the finalists for this or co-winners? Yeah, yeah. We ended up being co-winners at uh, Olympia Fields. We received our award. So now uh, you have completed your study at Michigan State, correct? Correct. And uh, you didn't get a four-point. You got a 3.9, right? Something like that? Bummer. Yeah. 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 Uh, so who was the clown? Which professor didn't give you the four-point? I want to interview him. <laughs> there were probably a couple here and there, right? Yeah. Yeah, a couple yeah. here and there. And you picked an easy major, too, right? Finance? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, law school, I think it might be a little more challenging, though. Going to be in Bloomington at IU Law School? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually at their uh, Evans Scholars house right now. Well, uh, let's back up a few years. You're back in high school. Where did you attend high school? Royal Oak High School. Okay. Uh, So you're back in high school. You're caddying uh, at Red Run, I believe. Yep. Very famous uh, club down there in the metro Detroit area. What is going through your head when you first think you want to be a caddy? Why would you want to be a caddy? How were you treated? What was that all about? Yeah, so when I was in middle school, um, one of my mom's coworkers, someone in her family had received the Evans, so that was definitely something that drew me to caddying. And uh, I needed a summer job as I didn't, I didn't have a job at that point. And so um, the Evans scholarship was definitely something that was always in the back of my mind. And then as a Royal Oak resident, it was a pretty short bike ride for me uh, to get myself over to the course in the summer when I was 15. And also besides the, um, the potential for a scholarship, I think it's definitely the most appealing job for someone at that age. You get to work outside and, and it's good exercise, and you just get to watch people uh, play a game and just help them with that. So I, I just really thought it was a great job, scholarship or not. Tom, do you ever caddy? I've never caddied, but I forced my son to do so. Uh-huh. Also at age 15, he was not going to sit around the house all summer. Yeah. He ended up doing it like one day a week. He was a junior caddy, mm-hmm. never had any training except for at the golf course itself. Yeah. And uh, he did it. He survived one summer and then gave up. What, what kept you going, Andrew, which is also my son's name, Andrew, by the way. But what, oh, really? why did you yeah, uh, keep going? Um, yeah, I kept going, especially for the scholarship, and not mm. that I, I thought I had a great chance at getting it or anything, but besides that, I thought it's a great job for young people my age, especially, like I said, working outside in the exercise. Right. But also, I really liked the um, some of the things I was exposed to on the golf course. Like At first, I, I didn't really care too much about golf, but it got me really interested in the game. And also, I think from a young age, it taught me how to speak with adults in, in sort of a professional manner in a professional setting. And I got to learn about a lot of jobs that I really had no, no idea about before I got on the course. What kind of player are you, Andrew? Uh, not a very good one. This is my second summer taking golf seriously, but uh, I'm going to break 100 this summer. The best I did was 104, so okay. I'm working towards it. I caddied for three years. Uh, okay. This was like a century ago. This was at uh, <laughs> Detroit Western 
Western. In nineteen twenty, is that about close, right? Close, yeah. close, yeah. Um, but uh, being there, you know, I was, uh, you know, 15, 14, 15, 16, I think, and uh, uh, enjoyed it. Uh, wasn't great at it. Um, you know, certainly was never an, an Evans scholar, but I, I enjoyed being around it. And the best part was that we could play one day a week and uh, took great advantage of that on a course which, you know, used to have the Western Open. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was a it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Uh, learned my place. I've forgotten it over the years, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was great. And I would encourage anyone who has an interest in golf uh, at any level to at least give it a look. What would you tell uh, young people who may have an inclination to do it, but they're not sure? What would you tell them about the experience? Um, I would say what's really cool about it is it's a it's a great job for anybody, um, especially even if you don't have any experience. And a lot of these courses are taking younger and younger kids, and I think it gives you a great opportunity to to work a job, earn money, and learn a lot of valuable skills like hard work and, like I said, being able to talk to um, and network with, with people like in a professional setting. And I think what's really cool about it is you don't really need a ton of training. And at first, you're probably not going to be very good. But over time, you're going to keep getting better and better. And, and you're going to earn more money, too. And, and the chance of the scholarship is huge as well. Andrew, did you find uh, the people at Red Run to uh, you know treat you really well, even when you were a rookie and didn't know what you were doing? <laughs> uh, did you, do you have any horror stories that uh, you'd ever say on air? But how did that whole experience go? <laughs> Yeah, I think some people have a perception that, uh, like, everybody at the country club, like, that they could be rude or something like that. But um, I would say 95% of the people or more that I've encountered have been really nice to me, uh, especially when I was a younger caddy and I didn't know too much. There was one time I set the bag down on the green, which that's a big no-no. Yep. And uh, I learned from that. And um, mm-hmm. my member was really understanding about it. And, and just any time I messed up, I think they really just told me to my face, which was nice and I respected and just how to improve from that. I imagine you had a lot of regular bags, right? People who wanted you, requested you, uh, you were kind of their guy? Um, I would say, yeah, more so in the tail end of my career after yeah. I had more experience. Yeah, that's when you know you've arrived, Tom, when uh, the caddy master tells you, you know, so-and-so's called oh, in, I'm so sure. be ready. Mr. Smith. Uh, yeah, and they, that's right, they don't give you another bag. I had a couple really interesting caddy experiences. One was with a Detroit Lion. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the name because uh, (laughs) it's kind of humiliating for him. But he was so mad and so bad in the same day that he smashed his seven iron into a big tree root and broke the club. And the hosel went flying, okay, into the rough. And I went over and picked up the club. I don't know what that guy thought the guy was going to do, like glue it together or something like that. But he says, I don't want that thing. So I stuck it in my pocket, and guess what? I still have it. Do you really? I do. Is it a paperweight I, on your office? Uh, no, it's 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 in my uh, all of my memorabilia. I don't know whether I've got it with the lion stuff or I've got it with my golf stuff. But anyway, I still have the the head of that seven iron. And then I had a a doctor Andrew who uh, was taking a, a young woman. Uh, he was uh, romancing out on the golf course and trying to impress her. And, uh, you know, first time you double bag is a load. And, yeah, uh, you know, and it gives a guy, he had this bag. Oh, my God, I know what this is. He put on those things. Like, 
weights that you'd find for a jockey, right, to make him the horse weigh more. Anyway, he had that bag, and then he had a bag that he bought for this woman, which was way more than she ever needed. So I am like dragon, right? And I got into the 18th hole. I just wanted to sit down and have a Coke. And he gave me the biggest check. Wow. That I mean, it was it was like four times what I was expecting, even for double bagging. And so I caddied for him again, and I said, uh, Doctor, can I thank you for, for the last tip you gave me? And he said, um, don't worry, son. I'm going to marry that woman. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So sure. I, I didn't break up the relationship. I consider that to be. <laughs> you did your part. I did my part. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you helped mend it. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of tips, Andrew, do you remember what your biggest one was? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think $300 is the best I've done throughout my time. Yeah. But I That's really, good. really remember when I was starting out, um, it was probably like six, seven years ago as a bee caddy. Yeah. I was probably normally getting like 30 to $50. But I remember the first time I got over $100, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you get $100 and it's. 1965 and you know what what the um, what the money was and the rate of inflation i thought i just robbed a bank (laughs) yeah seriously i was four years old then but anyway uh speaking of caddying have you ever thought about being a professional caddy and going on tour and i in part ask Mm. because just last week the grand valley state head coach for the golf team very very successful gary bissell just took a job at University of Denver as their new head golf coach. Mm-hmm. And the guy he's replacing quit coaching to go do a bag on the PGA Tour. Oh, I wow. just thought that was very interesting. But uh, is that a player or just someone he knew? Uh, they didn't announce that part. Okay. Um, but I just made me wonder, is that something you aimed for or never even dreamed of it? Um, I would say that's something I never really dreamed of. I know that there's even some caddies in Metro Detroit who will go down to Florida during the winter and, and just caddy as a full-time job. But I don't know. I mean, that sounds like it would be a lot of fun, but I don't know. I'm not, since I'm not that great at the game, I don't know how much advice I could, uh, I don't know if I can give the same level of advice as some of these scratch players who are caddying. You just described what is probably a bigger number of people than most people realize of guys caddying here in the summer and down in Florida in the wintertime, and they literally make it a full-time career. What would be your guess maybe of the percentage of caddies who do something like that? Um, I would say at Red Run it's not a ton. It's it's mainly kids who work there and teenagers. But um, I, at some other clubs I've I've went to visit, there's some adults and, and some older kids as well. And I would say probably like 5 to 10% of the people at some of these other courses so I don't think it's a ton, but I know that in the South, not a ton of people like know about the Evans Scholarship because it's mainly uh, dominated by people who do it full-time who aren't college-age kids. Mm-hmm. Our guest is Andrew Hendren. And, uh, Tom, not only is he uh, Evans Scholar co-recipient of the year on a national basis, he was a 3.9 student uh, in his time at Michigan State. Uh, graduating with a degree in finance and now at the Indiana University Law School. Uh, Andrew, when you talk about Evans Scholars and you try to explain that to people, what do you say and what kind of looks do you get? Yeah, so it's pretty funny you say that. When people find out that we got the quote-unquote caddy scholarship, at least at Michigan State, a lot of people asked if we were really good at golf or if we caddy for the golf team on the weekends. 
And the answer to that question, both those questions for most people in the house was no to both. Well, there still were some pretty good golfers as well, but at least for me, not that great of a golfer and uh, didn't caddy for the golf team. I just explained to them we had to get good grades and and do a lot of loops at the course. But, yeah, it's a full tuition and uh, housing scholarship. And I think some of the benefits besides that, just just being in an environment with other driven kids who, who are looking out for everyone else at the house and you can learn from their mistakes and, and just learn to get a lot of mentorship from them in general, I think it sets you up even besides the monetary value. So what's the key, the difference, between being a great caddy and uh, one that is going to get barked at a lot besides uh, not putting a bag on the green? Um, <laughs> I think not taking it too personal uh, mm-hmm. when you mess up and just be willing to, to adapt. I think when, when it was my first year of caddying, I didn't do very well in a tournament, and uh, my golfer didn't really want me anymore. And that was a real wake-up call for me to just, uh, anytime I messed up, just not take it too personally and just keep trying to get better. Yeah, Andrew, um, we've talked a little bit about this scholarship. I kind of introduced it as life-changing, literally, with the amount of money that doesn't go through your hands, but all your expenses are covered, and it equals basically a quarter of a million dollars by the end of a four-year college career. Would you be in law school right now if not for this scholarship? No, I, I don't think I would have uh, attended Michigan State either for undergrad. And what's awesome about the scholarship, um, and, and even just being on the golf course in general, so um, in undergrad I did finance, and I worked a couple of wealth management internships. Hmm. And being a financial planner in wealth management was something I had no idea about, except for because I was on the golf course, and I don't know if I really would have ever found out about it until way later. And then also being an Evans Scholar, we have a mentoring program, and I was matched with uh, a lawyer who graduated from University of Illinois uh, like around five years ago. And he really guided me through the process of becoming a lawyer and helped me with my personal statement and had recommendations for my applications and things like that. So, I mean, that was really just a huge thing that I, I think I don't know if I would have been able to do it without that. Good caddies, Tom, uh, are great networkers, and they have a way to get along with a lot of different kinds of people. They have to. Sure. But I'm looking at the number of caddies around the country. I think it would surprise people, Andrew, that uh, last fall, 1,130 caddies enrolled as Evans Scholars around the country, 24 different schools, and more than 12,000, 12,000 caddies uh, have graduated in the Evans Scholar program. So it's had a tremendous impact. I'd love to see the all-star team. Yeah, really. Me too. Yeah. yeah, the amount of money these uh, uh, the members of these clubs create and raise and donate over the years has just been mind-boggling. Uh, Andrew knows this, but the original founding of the Evans Scholars was uh, Chick Evans, an incredible amateur in the, yeah. like the 1930s, I think it was, from Chicago area. Mm-hmm. And he decided that this would be a good thing to support caddies and make sure they had some kind of opportunities beyond maybe just always being a caddy or... Uh, other things like that, and uh, the BMW Championship, which we just had this past weekend as part of the FedEx series. That event, for years, has the proceeds of it has gone to help support the Evans Foundation. So it was pretty cool. Victor Hovland came from behind and won by two strokes over Scotty Scheffler and Matthew Fitzpatrick and shot a, a course record, I think. Did you hear the same, Andrew, or did you not pay attention yeah. to that event? Yeah, I did see that. And I think what's really cool about the BMW is they let a lot of the Evans scholars be involved. 
uh, the current president of Michigan State's house, Patty Tool. He got the caddy for um, John Rahm for one of the days, which I thought mm. was awesome. Well, Andrew, besides uh, your degree in finance, I, I, I should have mentioned that you had uh, dual degrees, finance and psychology. How much psychology could you apply on the golf course, and how important is that to being a successful caddy? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I did psychology as an additional major because I was very interested in it, and I thought it would be helpful for wealth management. But I think um, those are some good skills to have because uh, sometimes your golfer's not always going to be in a great mood, and I think just knowing what to do in those situations and just keeping calm uh, is definitely a good way to go. How old are you, Andrew? 22. Tom, have you talked to many 22-year-olds who have it together more than Andrew? It's, uh, I mean, he seems like... A couple of the Michigan State golfers for the future uh, that were in here a few oh, weeks right ago. A couple yeah. weeks ago, yeah. right? The I would Lorenzo agree with Pinelli that. and uh, Drew it, it's Miller. It's just Michigan State Spartans. That's all. Hey, go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. That's all it is. Uh, are you going to be okay when uh, Michigan State comes to Assembly Hall to play basketball? Will you be there and uh, will you say anything that might get you in trouble? Uh, yeah, I've been wearing a lot of Michigan State shirts around the area, and um, they're not. The rest of the people in my house aren't really too fond of that. But uh, <laughs> I'm still going to be pulling for the Spartans. So, and I think with a lot of the recruits we got this year, I, I think we're going to take the win in assembly. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us again. Congratulations! Uh, it is a tremendous honor, national honor. Uh, congratulations for all your work at Red Run and here in East Lansing, and I'm sure we're going to be hearing more about you doing big things. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate you having me on. Andrew Hendren. And while we were talking to him, I remember where I had played in the last two weeks. <laughs> Red Run? No, no. Oh. A place in West Michigan uh, <laughs> called The Links, L-Y-N-X. L-Y-N-X. Yes, okay. and I was there to review. Like the, the car, the animal, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was there to review the course, but I went because that course was the first to sign up about a year and a half ago for a new program. Uh, it's an apprenticeship that you can get uh, federally certified to be a superintendent instead of necessarily going through the four-year program at MSU or wherever you can get uh, certified through this apprenticeship program. It's basically like a trade school or a uh -huh. trade experience <laughs> if you were to become an electrician or a plumber or whatever. Huh. But in this case, it's uh, to work the grounds at a golf course. Nice. And so kids can, young kids can get trained in this program with no cost to them is my understanding. And uh, it helps fill some of the void of trying to get superintendents and grounds crews at these golf courses. Is that well, job well, in demand? Highly. Highly. It's hard to fill them. Hard to fill them. So if someone had a love of the outdoors, mm -hmm. and uh, of course there are a lot of agronomy majors and uh, turf grass mm -hmm. students at Michigan State, that uh, that might be something you could do where you would be guaranteed a job pretty much um in fact that course brought in a couple of guys who both ended up leaving to become uh, you know into other trades but they were willing to give it a try and they got at least a little bit of experience but um i know gull lake view and battle creek is doing the program so it was boying up north uh there's about a half a dozen now but this links course over near allegan is the first one to raise their hand and say we'll, we'll give this a try we'll will mentor these kids. Very cool. Yeah. And normally, uh, now that the long drive at the end of the year here being sponsored by 
Forest Acres and Golf MSU, we have a chance each week to chat with Brian Harris. But, but, you know where he is today? Playing golf, I hope. He is. Second round of the Michigan PGA, which is a tournament ah, he plays in every year. Over in Flint. Yeah, and he's done uh, pretty well in that. Actually, a couple of times he's been... Uh, on the leaderboard, um, which is a little surprising because he doesn't play much golf anymore. Correct. But uh, he said, hey, I'm in the second round, so I'll catch up to you next week. But there is something new at Forest Acres that I wanted to mention. Sure. Because uh, I don't play a lot of 18-hole rounds. I play uh, a lot of nine-hole rounds. I play a lot of short course. I play a lot of uh, driving range games. That's great. Because I, I don't have four and a half hours. Gotcha. To do that, okay? And I uh, love to go to Acres. I've done this with some regular partners over the years, and we have our own little games and contests and, you know. That's the great way lunches, to do it. bets ex- exchanged back and forth. Great way. And nothing infuriates me more than going to the range and seeing it torn up. Okay. And, uh, you know, they try to move you, they move you back, they move the ropes back, but eventually you're not going to be able to get a level lie, you're not going to be able to find grass, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's frustrating. And then you have the mats, right? Oh, Are hate, you a mat player? I hate the mats. Yeah, a lot of people do. You get good hits off of them, but yeah. it's not reflective of the ground no. when you're out playing for real. Well, Acres uh, East has new range mats. Okay. Brand new. And they're different. I mean, they're more realistic. Okay. Okay. Than any mats I have seen. So, whereas I would just like if I say, okay, well, I can't can't play there. It's too busy uh, on that one row where I could get something going. I'm not going to back up to the mats. Now I'll, I'll go back to these mats. Ah. Okay. And you know, you still got that stupid rubber thing that sticks right. up for the tee. You know, right. that's that's. I don't know what that does to your golf ball, but I don't know any tees that look like it, so it can't be that good. Right. But uh, this is something that uh, next time you're out at Acres, check it out. Cool. Yeah. Something a little bit different. We have, we're not quite done with the long drive, but we're getting close. for me? Right? Yeah, surprise for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we, we do have another television show. True. Right? Yep. So we're not done. Coming up Sunday. And we got one more week of this That's broadcast. Right. That's right. So uh, we're going to continue that. And, uh, you know, we, we get to the end of August. It's not that golf stops. No. Not, it's just that football begins. <laughs> exactly. I play most of my golf in the month of September, actually. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the new issue of Michigan Golf Journal. Sure. I'm working on it right now for September. The cover is actually going to be, uh, cover story is going to be about playing golf in the Ann Arbor area. Mm-hmm. They've got almost two dozen golf courses in Washtenaw County. Wow. Ranging from the third oldest golf course in Michigan, uh, Washtenaw Golf Club from the 1890s, mm-hmm. to uh, even like Fox Hills that's kind of between Ann Arbor and uh, Plymouth that's got 63 holes. Um, the cover is going to be uh, the U of M golf course in the foreground with Michigan Stadium, the big house in the background, mm. kind of a cool shot. But uh, that's one of the things I'm working on. I'm going to have 12 pages of previews on the college golf teams in our state. MSU men and women, U of M men and women, Ferris State, Grand Valley, CMU, EMU, all those. There's going to be 12 of them total. Uh, so that's going to be kind of cool for people who love college golf and 
have an affiliation to their school that they love, you're going to be able to read about them. Um, there's also a first tee kid from Flint who's going to go hmm. to Pebble Beach in a couple of weeks and play with really? the Champions Tour event there. I think it's called the Pure Insurance or something like that. Uh, but first tee kids get invited to go play the first and second round with the Champions Tour guys. And, uh, and then I did a, a, a review of a golf course along the freeway for my Freeways and Fairways series mm-hmm. over in uh, Saugatuck called Clearbrook. It's the one that uh, NFL quarterback Kirk Cousins purchased about oh, yeah. 10 months right, ago. Right. I played it a couple of months ago, but it's just now ready to come out with a review. So okay. those are some of the cool things. But also, you and I last week, we interviewed uh, Casey Luban about his experience on the navy ship right so i've got a story version of that coming up in the september magazine as well migolfjournal.com migolfjournal.com your one-stop shop for everything happening on the course in the state of michigan and i'm gonna go see jack nicholas next weekend and hopefully get a quick q a in there if he's willing to talk to the media do you think he could help your game if he watched your swing he could, he's really good at giving people tips. Yeah. I, I, I would love to do that, as embarrassing as it might be. I'm afraid his tip for me would be sell your clubs. Yeah, I was going to say give up the game, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have not played a lot of golf in Ann Arbor. I'd say maybe a dozen rounds in my life. That's okay. it. Um, but I have a question for you about the U of M golf course. I'll try. It's been, a while, it's been about six years since I played it. It seems like they play at home every Saturday, or at least they do early in the year, right? Throughout the month of September, they got four in a row. Oh, you mean the um, football games? Football games. Yeah, yeah. They, they do. Yeah. That is correct. Yep. Yeah. So how can they, I know this because we parked there, how can they park cars all over this golf course? It's a travesty. And and they, they tear it up. I, when I go back, because, you know, we're there later, go back to the car, I mean, it looks like the Mardi Gras just come through there. How can they do that? And Michigan State cannot park a car on Munn Field. That's a really good question. Change of philosophy, I guess. Um, and that's a historical course. It was designed by Alistair McKenzie, Doctor Alistair McKenzie. It's a shame. Who designed See? Augusta National? Yeah. And it's a great golf course. And you if it's been wet at all, oh, you well, get I, the ruts in there, and uh, you know, uh, it's usually just the first hole, I believe. That where they might actually park on the fairway. I think the rest of it is just on the edges and mm-hmm. in the rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that first hole is like a long par five. And, yeah. and I've never been there like you have during parking. Oh, yeah. But I think that's the only hole that they actually park on the fairway. I, I could be wrong. But it's it's amazing. I don't know how or why they do it other than money. But yeah, Follow the money. Everything in life, sir. There you go. Tom, thanks so much. Uh, we will see you Sunday night. And then again next Tuesday. That's correct. All right. Hey, golfers. Jack Ebling here for Forest Acres Golf Courses and Golf MSU. Every player can benefit from the best in golf instruction. In mid-Michigan, that's always meant Forest Acres with its great team of PGA pros. Go to golfmsu.edu for help from the leaders in golf education and for some great fall tee times. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.